Rick-a-dick-a-dum. Hanging out like a 40 episodes in Rick-a-dum. Rick-a-dick-a-dum. Bakersfield dum. Black-a-dick-a-dicka. Lock-a-ping-dong-dick-a-bit-a-go-rum. Walk-a-do-shig-a-ba-dum-yalang-gum. Brick-a-ding-ting-ti-pum-pi-tum-pum. Yo, what up? Woo! But I believe you. Believe you. I'm Doug. I'm Joe. And welcome to episode 40. The big 4-0. Over that hill and on the road to grandmother's house we go. Yeah, man. We're cranking through them, bud. Cranking through them. Well, because you were sick and I did some of those negative episodes, but, you know, they're just not the same without you, bud. They're not canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the solo of freaking, like, the movie of our show. So, guys, for episode 40, I th- suggested, Joel, we're going to jump right into it to get the pain out of the way. Oh, shit. I put them up. Do you know the name of this? It's called a Little Nitro. The Little Nitro Gummy it's Bear. 9 million Scoville units. has been gifted to us by Morgan, who was, uh, helped me fill in for Joel this pa- past week. So, um, here we go. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> ah! You going to spit it out? Mm. Bro, this is already so bad. <laughs> you want to spit it out? Uh-uh. Do it. Just go for it. Oh, no. No, my mouth is numb, bro. I'm going. You're going? Dude, I... Oh, my God, my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mm-mm. Oh, dude. Dude, that's... How are you doing that? Doug, it's bad, and I spit mine out. Stop I'm having a panic attack. Talk. Uh... So, hey, welcome to an all-new episode of I Didn't See It, But I Believe You. Uh, currently, we are in hell. Send help. Doug's going for it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't go for it. I spit it out about 15 seconds into chewing it. It's still hot. You're still burning. Yeah, I'm burning my fucking ass off right now. Oh, no. <sighs> Fuck. Well, oh, whatever. Who cares? Did you swallow it? Yeah. Oh, ma- maybe my teeth, like, I felt... I, ever since I got my teeth, I, I've been like hard with. Oh no, uh, it's hot. <laughs> oh no, I got hiccups. Hell yeah, I got the hiccups. Oh fuck, it hurts. Oh no, I got hiccups. I'm dying. My lips are sore. <laughs> Joel, talk. So, uh, forty episodes, man. It's pretty, pretty hard to believe we made it to forty episodes. <sighs> Doug is struggling. His nipple, his nipple is hard as hell. Looks like he's gonna cut a diamond with that fucking thing. Okay. <sighs> he took it like a champ. I did. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm not hurting. For a fucking word. Joel, talk. Okay, so uh, this headphones are so tight. You gotta take them off. Uh, you gotta take them off. Doug took his headphones off. We are officially in no man's land. Doug's never taken his headphones oh, off before. They're so tight. I could say anything I want right now. Doug can't hear me. <sighs> He's sweating hard, y'all. His eyes are sweating. Is that crying? I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah, man. Oh, fucking crying. I don't know why we decided to be one of those spicy channels. I'm not good at this shit. 
Jotar. Dude, my mouth is an absolute fire. I can't even imagine what you're feeling right now. You feel warmth in your belly? I feel everything. What's your tongue feel big? I'm fucking huge. I'm a big boy. Yeah, Doug's a big boy. I'm a big boy. He put on his big boy pants two legs at a time. I can't do it. We're barely five minutes into this show and one of us might die. I don't know what's happening to me. There may not be a 50. Hey, hey Rocky, don't let me touch you. Touch you. Rocky, come here. Don't let this dude touch oh, you. Oh, fuck. He's got that sickness. You can see Ooh, it in his face. Fuck. That's the hottest thing I've ever eaten. Hotter That's, than the chip? I didn't eat that much of the chip. He is struggling, y'all. What do I look like? Take a picture of me. Use my phone. Your phone sucks. You want portrait mode? Your son's a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Oh fuck! I'm dying. I think we got some good ones in there. Fuck me! I brought a spit cup to the party. I'm crying. Oh fuck! I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. This is the perfect way to kick off forty. Because at forty, your body starts falling apart. I'm fucking crying. Look. Here, get you one of these thumbs. I'm good. I'm good. It's coming down. It's. I'm crying. The peaks are going away. I need a couple of these myself. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. Woo. I'm straight up crying. I can Tears. see it. Oh. Fuck. On a scale of one to never do that again. Oh, never do that again. <laughs> well, what you got to do now <sighs> is you got to gift that other box to somebody else and tell them it wasn't that bad. <sighs> Okay. All right. I'll come back to reality. We're okay, Rocky. That's weird. That was a slow creep. That was slow. This dude's right, trying to get on the mic. Woo! You want to get on the microphone? That was slow. Okay, Bubba, get down. That was a slow peak. I was like, is this going to hurt? And then it's just like, kazungi. So I could tell. I'm not going to lie. I didn't let it get bad enough to be insufferable because I could feel it getting insufferable. <laughs> And immediately spit it out. But that was fucking terrible. That was awful. Stop, man. Stop fucking spitting in that cup. It's fucking gross. But uh, when I when I spit it out, my teeth touched my lip. Uh -uh. I'm gonna get a, I gotta get a napkin. Yep, Doug's getting a napkin. He muted his microphone, so I guess the show is mine now. No, no, I just well, welcome to an all-new episode of I Didn't See It, But I Believe You. 40 episodes. Can you believe it? You've listened to over... What do you think? That's probably like 60 hours of Joel and Doug. And I got to say, if you've made it this far, you're a trooper, man. I honestly don't know if I would have made it this far if I was just listening to us. You know, we've had our moments, our ups and our downs. I feel like we're on a nice upswing now because I'm happy to be back. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The birds is chirping. It's actually a beautiful day outside in Austin. Austin, Texas. You know, I hate on this place a lot, but it has its moments. I don't really hate on it that much. I don't want to be one of those people. You know what? I don't want to be one of those people. Austin's different and it's changed a lot since even I've been back, but, and it's definitely not the place I remember as a kid, but, oh, I'm stuttering, but, but, but it's actually a pretty great place to live. And I feel grateful to live here, man. We are just days away from Thanksgiving. And I don't know about y'all, but I love Thanksgiving. The food is obviously what I love the most, but also just being around family and friends and being 
I guess, thankful and shit. But like, I'm really excited for it, man. I don't get to see my family as much as I'd like to. And uh, getting to go down for Thanksgiving is like a big deal for me. I'm pretty excited. I got, right. to, I got to request a few things this year. My Are you, mom, you going to Quero? Yeah, I'm going. To, we're, we're doing both. So. Nice. Um, what day are you going to Quero? On Thanksgiving, but I'm leaving in the morning and then I'm leaving after lunch. So Nice. Uh, but I was actually talking to Jeff. And I think I'm doing Christmas down there, so we'll have like a nice get together at the H Wood. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, nice you came to my bar. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, <sighs> you, well, you're not going to be open on Thanksgiving, I'd assume. No, no, I think so. That's what. So that's the thing. Like, I'm literally only going to be there for the day. I guess if you wanted to show us it, we could swing by. But no, it's, it's kind of not the same. Yeah, I'm going to come down for Quero. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, I want to take her to Christmas in the park. Show her all that jazz. Is that still cool? Huh? Is Christmas in the park still cool? What? The lights? Yeah, it's cool. Hell yeah. It's cool. Um, I'm still hurting, man. You... No, that's fine. I'm, uh, I'm really glad I didn't swallow it because as I drink this White Claw, I realize I haven't eaten anything today. Yeah. So I uh, probably wouldn't have sat too great. Fuck, man. It's going to burn worse, though, coming out the fuck yeah that was not cool pucker that butt up a little bit at least well so you didn't get the hiccups though so that's yes, a good I did you got burps huh i was hiccuping when i started i was hiccuping oh uh, i thought you just got the burps oh man i have so much to talk about but i'm dying you gotta talk through it what would you do if this was hot ones they talk through it on that show i know i don't know if the i don't know that was hot. So, uh, I I eat hot stuff like because of, like of the challenge, but I never claimed to be good at it. No, never. I was gonna say, have you ever? Do you uh, get like weird fucking things on YouTube where it's like guys like? All right, so I don't listen to a lot of like right of center stuff. Me either on YouTube, but lately it's been in my YouTube feed. Like a lot. What do you watch? What do you think you watch to make that happen? Do you watch any oh, conspiracy no. stuff? Because a lot of those yeah, conspiracy, maybe. those conspiracy channels, a lot of them are fairly right wing leaning. And of course, I listen to, uh, I listen to it. Oh my god, I'm like gagging. I know. I didn't. I dude, I've never been like that. You just pulled a Joel, bro. Oh my gosh, I never like got into it though. Like, it's safe to eat it, right? You'll be fine, right? My stomach's burning, bro. You only ate half of it though. Let me look that up, bro. Oh quick. yeah, we only ate half of that damn thing. Do you want milk? I got yogurt. Do you I want some yogurt? No, no, no. I'm lactose intolerant. I'll make it worse. So, um, but the thing is, I was going to say. Wait, wait. I, actually, here, let me let me help you out here. Doug sent me a picture of Rex the other day, yeah. and he managed to get the dog filter on him. And I know a lot of you white girls out there listening to this show, the, all the three of you, uh, have tried that with your dog. I've fucking tried it. It is so fucking hard. And Rex looks so much like Rex. Like, like Rex. <laughs> It's so weird. It landed perfectly. Yeah, I know. I, when I got that, it was beautiful. Dude, that's so hard to do. So, but anyways, all I'm saying is, so I, of course, I'm talking about like the Steven Crowder. Right. The uh, Tim Pool stuff. Right. I don't watch any of that shit. Steven Crowder is so cringy. I know. I know. But I'll, I'll, I'll like click on it every now and then just to see what they're saying. Yeah, sure. 
You know, it's every time they're like, yeah, guys, well, you know, we're going to get banned on YouTube, and we know that none of this is coming up in your recommended feeds, you know what I mean? So please, the best way to get us out there is by recommending us to your friends and having them search us and, notif and, and click that notification button. And while they're saying that, I'm going, I don't fucking search you. It's bullshit. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Here's my biggest problem with the right-wing argument. It's like, dude, I didn't search it. I did not search it, uh, and I'm watching it, and it was recommended to me. <clears throat> and also, they're saying... get. That video I watched came up uh, one with Tim Pool saying the same thing, and I don't have I don't have the I don't really care about Tim Pool. Like, not, I don't have anything against him really. It's like, but you know what he's saying sometimes, like whatever, dude. Like, it's just uh, clickbait. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I clicked, but he said he said that he was gonna get pulled from YouTube because they pull everything he says. He's talking about uh, trans a trans issue. Sure, he's like he's gonna pull me because I don't uh, go in the same norms as everybody. And, the, and please make sure you recommend because they don't put us in the recommended. He's doing that whole entire that whole entire uh, bit ba banter, I guess. Yeah, you know, bit. and I'm it's like a fucking bit. And it's I'm like, bit. what are you talking about? I'm like, first of all, you're not banned on YouTube because I'm watching you. I didn't look you up, and uh, it says that you're not showing up in recos, but you are. And that was two weeks ago when he put that up, and he, it's 251,000 views. It's yeah. like, what? Are you, who? Here's my thoughts not on stopping that. you from fucking. Here's anything. my thoughts on that. For all the talk of how the left wing are snowflakes. The right wing are the biggest pussies that I've ever fucking seen online. I mean, and that goes for fucking no, no, hold both up. extremes. Sure, but are, I'm not talking. But that's the problem. I'm not talking extremes. Every white right wing friend, white. That, see, that's that fucking Freudian slip shit. But every right wing fucking <laughs> friend that I have on fucking Facebook bitches about the same fucking horse shit as the extremists do. There, in my personal opinion, that shit's a cult of personality as much as the extreme left. No, is. yeah, you, I mean, you and I are inherently cult, or, or, or cult of center, leftist. What the fuck? There's that Freudian slip. I'm, yeah, I'm left of center. I'm a fucking yeah, Democrat. Too. Yeah, me too. But like, uh, I'm not necessarily a Democrat, but I'm left of center. Like, I believe in like, you know, People. People. You believe in people. That shouldn't even have to be something you say. So anyways, listen. And so, but like, so the right wing, they're a bunch of crybays. The super left wing is a bunch of freaking like. Lunos. But, Lunos. But look, like, here's dude, my like, fucking don't problem. Hurt me. Here's my fucking problem. Nobody is fucking censoring right wing bullshit. And here's my fucking proof. Just like you. I don't search for your horse shit. I don't subscribe to your horse shit. I don't fucking agree with your horse shit. But you know what gets shoveled in my face constantly? Your fucking horse shit. No, it really does. And it's not fucking being censored. And you know what? Sasha Baron Cohen gave a speech last week that I fucking thought, thought was just absolutely phenomenal. Where he said that social media, this idea that they're censoring anyone is horse shit to begin with but more so than that these are companies that can be bought like that if hitler was alive today he'd be advertising Jesus. his fucking final solution on facebook and facebook would fucking let him there is no fucking censorship of the right and my fucking folks think there is and i'm sure fucking plenty others folks thinks there is our fucking folks are fucking brainwashed our parents have turned into what they were fucking worried we were going to turn into from violent video games and marilyn manson they're fucking brainwashed by fox news they're brainwashed by breitbart they're brainwashed by these right-wing conspiracy sites that used to be fucking conspiracy sites i used to go to breitbart like i went to fucking infowars and yeah i fucking bought into that shit i thought that shit was fucking fire tell me more about how the fucking deep state is controlling me i fucking bought into that shit but the second that they were like the second that they turned that shit in and you could see it fucking happen when alex jones said he wanted to fucking secede from america and become texas president i was like that's it this is it this is jump the shark so fucking far into looneyville dude the shit our right-wing friends post is straight up 
outrageously fucking disconnected from reality. They don't fucking see reality the way that 90% of everyone else that I, I fucking speak to sees reality. And I don't think it's because I live in a fucking bubble because I don't live in a fucking bubble. I engage with people of all fucking sides. But have you ever tried to engage with a right winger who's already decided what they fucking think? Look, man, you can sway me with facts. You should be able to be swayed with facts. If I'm not spitting opinions at you and I'm spitting facts and you're treating them like I'm saying I don't fucking like the color blue and you like the color blue, then you have inherently already lost that fucking argument, whether you think you win or not. If you can't deny facts. I was at a fucking bar the other day. Let's, uh, let's say two days ago. I just walked in on my lunch break to get a fucking sandwich. That's one of the chicken sandwich, bro. And they had two TVs up on the wall showing the impeachment proceedings. One of them was Fox and one of them was MSNBC or CNN, one of those. They had the same fucking headline up on the screen, but worded differently. The fucking MSNBC or CNN side said, Soundland says, yes, there was quid pro quo. The Fox one said, Soundland says, no, there was no quid pro quo. If you fucking listen to it, he said there was quid pro quo. Just listen to it. There's fucking facts. And there's another thing. When something fucking goes their way, the right goes, oh, fucking told you. Fucking told you. No quid pro quo. Fucking told you. But if you fucking show him Soundland actually saying, yes, there was quid pro quo, then Soundland's the fucking bad guy. And he's the liar. They don't fucking want facts. They want to be patted on the back and go, it's okay that you fucking voted for a racist, bigoted fucking piece of shit that's ruining our fucking country. That's okay that you fucking suck his dick every day. Oh, yeah, Trump's the fucking chosen one. You're all fucking morons. This dude's destroying the country. And I don't give a fuck. Honestly, if you feel as strongly as I feel about it on the opposite side, you could jump off a fucking bridge for all I care. I honestly think you're a fucking moron. I really do. And that's it, man. Like, this country's falling the fuck apart because apparently the majority, you know, because they love fucking touting that around. Oh, no, no, we won. No, no, we won. We won fucking popular vote. No, no, yeah, we won. You fucking stupid piece of shit. You did it. But if you did, then, then, then I'm led to believe that the fucking majority of this country is a goddamn idiot. Hate it. I hate it. It drives me fucking nuts. Impeach the motherfucker? What the fuck is that going to do? We're left with Pence? Fucking Pence? That motherfucker would kill himself if he saw another dick. He's a fucking idiot too. These people, they hate people. They hate black people. They hate gay people. They hate anybody who's not a fucking wasp or is sucking the fucking tea to white supremacy. Fucking idiots. And they'll go, oh, no, no. No, I'm a Christian. No, I'm a Christian now. Now I'm, now I'm feeling a little offended. I'm a Christian. You're not a fucking Christian. Christ would fucking throw a table at you. You're an idiot. They're all idiots. Anyway, welcome to an all new episode. I'm fucking done with these pieces of shit. Did you say something about Hitler? Yeah, they fucking, you know what? You know what? If fucking Hitler was around today, if Hitler was around today, people we went to high school with would be posting about how, how his words are being twisted. Oh, no, no. He's not saying all Jews are bad. He's just saying some of the Jews okay. should be gassed. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Y'all want a fucking show? I'm going to give you a fucking show. This isn't just sitting around bullshit. And I experienced the world, too. Oh, shit. What did we do wrong? Can you do that all again? Yeah, I'd do it all again. No, seriously, I, it's not recording.
It is. I'm looking at it recording. Oh, my bad. I meant your mic's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kill myself. What if I just muted you in the middle of that? You're like, look, so, is it, start talking. Yeah, I just want everybody. <laughs> and then, I just want I like everybody to know that. Like and that's the up, way it is. It's like it's just straight up censored you. <laughs> <laughs> the left is being censored. The left is being censored. But yo, actually, yo though, yo, pull your dicks out, right wingers, because I'm about to give you something to flog it to. Joel, no, hold up. Okay. The left is fucking is fucking stupid too. Uh, I say let's let's. No, I can balance this. Let's, let's, I've let's, got let's fifty up, fucking candidates. I got fifty fucking candidates over here trying to put their dick in the tip cup, and all I want is Bernie. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Give me, give me four fucking people. Maybe it would even be too much, but I'd be okay with it. Dude, somebody joined the race yesterday. Really? Bloomberg. Who the fuck cares, Bloomberg? It's all fucking nonsense, dude. I am so fucking close to just writing off half the people that I fucking know in my life because I'm like, how can you fucking be this stupid? Joel, I'm the only person you even see outside of work. It doesn't matter, though, because I've tried to keep a rapport with people. I try to... Dude, there was a there was a moment where my roommates were like... Tried. Where my roommates were like... I uh, tried. I tried. <laughs> yeah, because there was a point where my roommates were like, dude, all you do is talk politics online, but what do you fucking know? And I got so fucking sick of being like, you could know the same shit I know if you just fucking looked into it. And if you look into it, you don't get angry. Then you're not a fucking American. No, dude. <clears throat> I mean, wait. we're being bamboozled. Uh, so I'm not going to go on as extreme as you just did. Uh, kudos to your rant. I, uh, you know, when, when, when I had my rant, people were calling, calling me and reaching out to me and, and direct messaging me, like making sure I was okay. I'm I have a feeling sure, that's not going to happen. I'm pretty either. sure for you, it's going to go quite the other direction. That's fine. And I can't wait. That's fine. But I got your back. Don't worry. Yeah. Dude, if, if idiots. I don't think the idiot thing is, was necessary and stuff like that, but. In well, like, that's where we differ. <laughs> I fucking had it up to here with these fucking half wit Muppets. Yeah. You know, okay. Fine. Fine. Uh, I'm a business owner. And I appreciate yeah, well, everybody's I business. got no strings to hold me down, to make me smile, to I make know. me frown. But I do, I do see where you're coming from, and I do understand your rage. And but at the same time, I I get, I get it, I get it. All I'm gonna say is I am left of center, and I do not agree with the whole Trump thing because I think a true like people that walk in the in the in the light of Christ. I feel that it is a complete hypocrisy to support yeah. him and be a Christian. I must have stuff. missed the verse where Christ said, thou shalt grab him by the pussy. Well, it makes you think about Joel Olstein and stuff like that. Fuck Joel I just Olstein. honestly think that is the most despicable way to celebrate your hero, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. And hey. I think if Jesus Christ came back on this planet right now, he'd be like, you know what, guys? <sighs> Joel. I'm ready for this shit, I, No, baby. I honestly think if Jesus Christ came in here, and I know people are going to... Okay, so I had dinner with some friends the other night, and they brought up that I mentioned to him that about my past, about how I went through a little Satan phase. Right. 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 And so like, uh, and how like I was all about it, but you know, it was more of a cry for help. It felt like, you sure. know what I mean? And also, but there you were all, angry. You felt disenfranchised, and, but there were things about Satanism that I did. There's actually, so much good in Satanism. And like, and a lot of it is like, you know, to, you know, just to love yourself and things like that. But I, it, I just did it for, I just did it to be a piece of shit. Sure. And I just did it to be reckless. Sure. And, but the thing is, uh, a true Christian would embrace a guy like that. You yep. know what I mean? A true, like Jesus, if Jesus came Jesus back. Jesus watched the prostitute's feet. Yeah. 
exactly. He welcomed everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm like. The dude. least Christ-like shit that I've seen in years. Past, and I hate to interrupt you. I'll let you, I'm gonna let you finish. No, it's fine. I, it's fine. You can just keep on burying yourself. That's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna let not. you finish. You are not. But but I, I just think that I don't. The thing is, the thing I think, and I shouldn't say bury yourself because I'm just kidding. That's funny. But I I just I I think a better approach would be with you know you had you have you're a lot you you have a, you you talk with logic. You're, you're a thoughtful person. You're well spoken. But you know to attack somebody's character. In in a in a, I know you just mean in a general sense. Sure. It's not one person. You no, know, you're no, talking no. about as like a as a consciousness. You know, right? And I get that that's wrong, probably. But it, I think that's just a part of the problem as well. It's like whatever happened to a conversation. Like I said, I could tell somebody like the other. What I'm saying, they're like duck, like the the table full of Christians. Like you're not. I'm like I'm like I'm not a Christian. They're like oh, you're an atheist. I'm like no, I'm not an atheist. They're like well, what are? I'm like and then they've like I mentioned to somebody. He's like oh, he's a he worships Satan. Like, no, I don't, man. I'm like, that's not, f- I mean, it's funny, it's, but it's like, they say at dinner where people are like turning and looking at it. Right, like, right. You know, we're just drinking. I'm like, dude. What city were you in? Austin. And so that's the thing. And even in Austin, you're and I'm getting like, fucking no. looks for it's saying like, no, that. No, I do not worship Satan. I just happen to believe, I do believe when I leave this realm, I will move on to another. I do believe in a being that created me. I do believe that I will possibly end up somewhere else. Sure. I don't. You're agnostic. I wouldn't say that either. I wouldn't say okay. that either. You know, like you're I said. open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, but, uh, it, it all, honestly, it all, I've always knew that I wasn't cut out for that kind of lifestyle. Like, uh, like, you know, I was raised extreme Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so, and there was a point where I wanted to like be like, yeah, Yeah. but the thing is it like, there is, there is things that feel good about being along to a community. The Catholic church was crippling to my mental health. It's crippling to a lot of people's mental health. And so, and I know that. And so like, uh, and so, (laughs) and it is finally, I, actually through counseling uh at my young age when i was going through when i was like when everybody thought i was going to kill myself like you know i was like going crazy when in my early 20s uh i was going through a tremendous amount of counseling and that actually brought me to the forefront is like you know you got to get back to where i had to get out from that catholic guilt and realize the things that i do and the things that i say and the things that uh the, the path that i'm walking it's okay. Like you sure. think the way I feel, the way I said, like, you know, I'm not going to burn in hell from fucking pulling my pud and stuff no. like that. Or, you know, like and having the feelings I have towards anyone or human nature and things like that. And so like, and then I realized it's like all that, all that burning in hell shit and all that guilt was simply because the way it was raised. Yeah. And I don't blame my parents for that. No, and I, I, I don't, that, I do blame that church. You know, I blame that you whole should. entire organization. You and so should. it's like organized religion is a, is, is a plight on this fucking humanity. And that so have. the thing is like now Christians nowadays, like they have been put under this guise of how religion is, is right. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and so like they, and so whoever controls the church controls the whole entire mantra. And it's like, oh, got to be good to everybody. Got to be morals, but you can't suck dick. Right. Well, and, yep. and look what happened when you got a pope. Look, and I'm not Catholic. I was raised Baptist, but look what's happening. You got a pope who had the uh, who had the some would say audacity and some would say courage to stand up and say, "I love gay people," and I and I I may not agree with their lifestyle, but I love them and I welcome them into this church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's... you know what fucking Catholics did, which leads me to my next point. Catholics fucking went fuck you. This is a fake pope. Yeah, he's fucking bought bullshit. It's crazy. It's crazy. You have your fucking essentially your fucking human form of of Christ. Jesus, that's what he is. And yeah, and you're and, to them right, and you're going and suddenly 
Now that he's not just fucking fucking kids and telling you to hate everybody, you're against it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I know that that's a fucking touchy subject. But, no, it's no, but it's fine. A big problem. No, we can talk about it. I don't think I give a fuck. No, no, no Dude, I'm saying just I understand one of the main that reasons that the, the that's final nail in the coffin is. Granted, I was never, uh, I was never like touched by a priest, but I was definitely scared of these motherfuckers. And then like, where are you going? I'll be right back. But like, the thing is like. When it growing up in the Catholic Church, it's like you just you were just uh, told that everything, almost every single thing, was wrong, and then if you did, like, dude, I, it was a mortal sin, meaning that a sin that cannot be forgiven. If you miss church on a Sunday or Saturday, what the fuck is that? And like, I feel so bad that my poor mother, like, she like just she is just so miserable in the thought that her children don't consistently go to church. And I know if and my mom heard this conversation we're having right now, she would be devastated. But it's like, here's the thing. It's like, I don't, I, I refuse. I refuse to walk that line of some of <laughs> somebody that's not even a part of my family to tell me that my lot, that I am going to fucking burn in hell because I miss a day at church or whatever. Dude, when I was in second grade, a priest fucking hit me across the face with a fucking stick. Nah, Dude, across the face, and I told, and I told my loved ones, they're like, "Well, what'd like, you do? Like, what'd you do?" Exactly. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And like, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, "The motherfucker hit me across the face, dude." These fucking nuns, when I was fucking acting out in school or whatever, they would take me and shove me under a staircase, not for a couple hours, Joel, for days at a time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So yeah. fuck that bullshit. I. I <clears throat> uh. I, those of you who know me dude when i first time i said that out loud was like a couple of like months ago and i was in tears i was like it's traumatic it's like dude i can't believe they it's fucking traumatic. did that to me you Look, know uh but my family and stuff and uh i mean uh, not necessarily my brothers and sisters and stuff like that but like you know what they're like what'd you do what'd you do Oh, that's just the way it goes. Well, suck it up, boy. It's like everybody, the rest of having the rest of us fucking too. We had to go to Catholic school too. So I was like, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. So that's, that is perfect lead into what I want to say that. And, and those of you who know me know that I was raised in extremely now I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, let's that, do this. Got that fucking burn this is in it, my dude. gut, baby. From 40 on, we're telling a real story no, here. No, seriously, dude, I feel like this weird burn in my soul. Yeah, it feels good. It's like, it uh, feels good to say what's fucking on your mind. Oh, I ate that gummy bear. Well, you know what it is, though? <laughs> you know what it is, though? I was scared when we did this podcast to put myself out there in a way that is definitive. Right, because once you're not ambiguous anymore, once you're not this ambiguous fun guy, uh -huh. people start to take sides on you. Oh yeah, which is fucking fine. Because I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of so much shit. Yeah, dude. I was raised so fucking religious, and I rebelled against it because that's what you fucking do when you've been indoctrinated. But you know what? My my family, luckily for me, walks a little bit of a different path than a lot of fucking people do. Yeah. I have. Hold on, I got I I got people in my family who fight for for civil rights, who fight for human rights, and that's led me to be raised in kind of a fifty fifty way, right? Yeah, I, I had this weird fucking Christian guilt, but I also had this weird human guilt. Yeah, right. And uh, you start to fucking marry those two things together, and that can get really fucking out of hand. Yeah, dude. And I left the church at sixteen, and I haven't been back, and I won't be back. And it's not because I fucking hate the church, but I hate the church's hypocrisy. And here's why: because when in the nineties, in the eighties, uh, fuck it, from the fifties to the eighties, okay, you had this fucking 
boom of Christianity of all sects in America, right? You had your Catholics, you had your Southern Baptists, you had your Baptists, you had your Lutherans, pro, uh, Presbyterians. It's like pro, Golden Corral. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you can believe all these different things that you want to believe, but for a while you were on top of the fucking world and you got to judge everybody and you fucking loved it. Oh yeah. You fucking loved it. And when you didn't have that opportunity anymore, when the, when the fucking pendulum finally swung the other way in the early 2000s and this fucking shit hit the fan and people started to question the bullshit that you're saying yeah. and doubt, which by the way, in the Bible, especially in Job, we're taught that doubt is fucking important. Oh yeah. You need to doubt this shit. You need to doubt the things you're being told because without doubt, there's no self-reflection. Without self-reflection, there's no real growth. But but now, Christians now, the biggest problem in this country with Christianity is not Christianity, it's Christians. Oh, dude, the best way to freaking grow up an atheist or anti-Christianity like Christianity is to be raised as a Christian. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And the reason I brought the whole Satan thing earlier, it's like I was never satanic. It's just I was pushed to the point to where it's like- The pendulum swang I'm just for you. trying to get so far away from exactly. this. And it's like, I'm the crazy one. And then you move out of small town Texas and you're like, holy shit. The world not is crazy. not this. It's like, dude, I'm not crazy. I'm just stuck in a bubble this the bubble that we we're talking about earlier or whatever yeah dude. And it's like an dude, echo chamber and it's like dude and i love i love everyone hey, joel i don't think i hate a single person in my life sure and when i do feel those urges of hate i i try my best to remind myself if i hate anything it's myself you know what i mean and so it's like and i need to make sure that i project if anything i need to project on somebody else even somebody i think that i hate try your best to make it something of love. Sure. You know what I mean? And so what I say in this is I found more of a path to be a better person, more of a path to correct my wrongs, more of a path to be an enlightened person, more of a path to want good for everyone in my life and our surrounding without Christianity. Yeah. Without it. Yeah. Christianity is like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't hang out with them. It's like, dude, it's like, what the fuck? It's like, dude. And anyways. So, well, so that kind of it, it all leads to this idea look after the boom of christianity when the pendulum swung the other way now right now do you know what the hip fucking hot thing in christianity is what? it's a persecution complex oh everybody hates us oh everybody's turned their back on god <laughs> everybody hates the christian we don't hate the i believe in god we don't hate the idea of community we don't hate the idea of love your neighbor i don't hate the idea of treat people how you want to be treated i don't hate the idea of embracing people beyond their flaws you hate the idea of that you hate the idea of embracing people's flaws if jesus was alive today you would call him a fucking libtard you're all brainwashed and it's not by your pastors and it's not by your priests you're brainwashed um it is but yes, it's not it it's not them they're a mouthpiece for what they think needs to happen and in the bible when it says oh oh they're gonna come for you oh they're gonna come for you and they're gonna come for the christian and they're gonna string you up but they're not we would just leave you alone nobody cares that you believe in god no people I, care that you're using your belief in god to hate people to no. judge people look it, it's it's 
You can't have it both ways. Are you a victim or are you a fucking judge? Because as soon as Kanye said he was a Christian, and as soon as Kanye put out an album that he said was Christian, and as soon as Kanye went to the fucking Joel Osteen church and preached, y'all started posting how he was a fake Christian, how he fucking doesn't believe this shit, how it's a scam. Well, even if it is a fucking scam, he's the only one who's stepping up on Join a- Join the club. He's the only one stepping up on a big stage saying Jesus is king, calling his fucking album Jesus is king. Yeah, he's the one selling fucking that to it, millions yeah. of people yeah dude. and what the fuck are you doing yeah i mean i get behind that jolie and like dude let's get back to joel seeing that mega church shit and that whole entire prosperity, prosperity gospel, is gospel dude the bible says the seed and dude one time i was watching one of these dudes at the late night that was on the public access channel the one that has the weird mullet with the freaking mustache yeah, yeah, yeah and he straight up talks about somebody in victoria and says we read your letter and you in victoria and you know what to do you know what send to do. us your money he's like get plant that seed plant that seed of hope and it will grow and it will pay you back in tenfold and it's like fuck you motherfucker it won't do shit it's not gonna do shit it's gonna buy you it's gonna fucking pay your mortgage payment you piece of so shit so here's one thing i'll say the people who raised me taught me that prosperity gospel was bullshit yeah my father fucking hates the idea of prosperity gospel <laughs> which as much as I disagree with him about certain things, your dad, that's, your parents are good. My people. parents are great people, and a lot of my mom has rubbed off on my dad in the sense of of human rights and civil rights, which I fucking appreciate. But when it comes to prosperity gospel, there's nothing more evil. If Christ, if Christ, the market, Christ in the marketplace, yes, for Christ's sake, if he fucking came down here and saw someone like Joel Osteen. He'd be disgusted. He'd flip so many fucking tables, they wouldn't have any tables left. Yeah, dude. Fucking. And my favorite thing is they love to point to that verse where the homeless woman, where the, where the homeless woman, she gives her last fucking cent. That's supposed to be the exception. <laughs> She's a fucking, but there's not a hundred stories that in the Bible. She's a spadoodle. She's a spadoodle. There's not, look, there's a reason why not every fucking book of the Bible ends with that story. Because it happened once. And he was like, <laughs> And everybody was like, damn, that God, was, everybody was like, damn, that was really tight that she did that. Bro, you're on one. Look, I know that's good. I like it. I fucking hate the, I, I, here's my biggest problem. And, and, and this is as real as it can get. I am a fucking Christian and it sucks. I know I pick on you all it the time about it. It sucks because I'm a Christian in that I try to live how Christ would want me to live. Okay. And that's reading the Bible as a set of, 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 uh, ideas okay and i think dude i believe in evolution i believe in science i'm not fucking i'm pro-choice but i'm a fucking christian i cuss like and you can judge me on a million different things but at the end of the day i feel fucking confident in saying that i live a more christ-like life than 90 percent of the christians i fucking know and i don't even go to church yeah and that's because I fucking love people and I embrace people and I'm not sitting here tooting my own horn. I am so fucking flawed and so full of mistakes and so far from the idea of Christ. But that's the problem. Yeah. You don't want to admit that you are too. You're oh, yeah, fucking yeah. shiny gods. You're false idols unto yourselves. You're worshiping your Facebook likes when you fucking donate to the homeless. You're worshiping your Facebook likes when you talk about, oh, I went to church today. I praise God. Nobody gives a fuck if you praise God. You praise God in your own temple. You praise God in your own way. Jesus. And showing this shit off is garbage. Hey, man. Hey, dude. I got, I, I'm listening to you, man. It's garbage. I, I get it. So let's, let's calm down. Calm down a bit. 
Okay, just because you're yelling a lot, and uh, I like to yell too. I like I'll, it. I'll yell. I love to yell, man. Um, but I do want to say on behalf of myself. <laughs> No, uh, I got I to gotta admit, at a, quiet, at a quieter tone and maybe a rewording, um, most, most of what Joel said, I, I do stand by. Most of it. <laughs> Not the Hitler thing. I don't know why he's into Hitler all of a sudden. No, look, I, I, I hate understand. Hitler. I hate Hitler. Yeah, so do I. I oh, you hate him. I thought yeah, you said. Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, he's okay. Weren't you just rambling how you love Hitler this past hour? Oh, my bad. Sorry, right. guys. I'm just kidding. That's not true. He hates Hitler. We both hate him. But um, I will say this. Again, uh, my whole thing with... Um, my religious, my religious point of view is just, I'm just not into religion anymore, but I am definitely a spiritual person. I, again, and I do believe in God. I believe I don't, maybe I don't believe in the same way others do. And I do believe in a, in the higher, in a righteous path. And so when I do make wrong choices, I do feel guilt. Sure. I'm not like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm a human. I fuck up. I'll just keep on going. It's like, I'm like, fuck you fucked up, dude. Stop fucking up and do something to correct this. So with that said, I was going to share a story for our 40th. Go for it. I was going to say the first time when I did DMT. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Do you want a new White Claw? Sure, Joel. Let me grab a couple. Yeah, so when I was um, 26, I went out to this weird-ass festival, and um, I always wanted to do DMT, and I knew it would be out there. So I um, went out with some friends, and I got out there, and I straight up said I want to do... I want to do it. I finally do it. And I don't do drugs. I, I, I just drink for the most part. And then, so I just really wanted to try it. And I was like 20, 27, 20, I was probably 28 when this is going down. And so, um, and it was in July. Yeah, I was 28 and it was during July. Cause I was working at, um, I was working at the company where I delivered food, Joel. Remember? Um, and so like, uh, anyways, go out there. And then I, I talked to this one dude, uh, no, it, it, Red. We just call him Red. And he was a drummer in a band that I loved. And I was like, Red, I need a, I want to do it, man. He's like, oh, I got another right person. This dude, Jess, Jesse. He's like, all right, all right. He's like, oh, he's on the stage. right. He's on the, he's in the, he's in the band playing on stage right now. So you got to wait for him to get done playing. But he has the best, it's pure DMT. You're going to love it. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Whatever. So I'm like, cool, man. When, when is he coming? When is he, when the, I'm like, they're playing. And it's like, and the band's playing. And the band's playing. It's like going on like out. He's like, oh yeah, they don't get done till six a.m. It's fucking three in the morning. <clears throat> they've been playing since midnight. They're there. This band was hired to play through the night. What kind of music? Fucking jam band stuff. Oh okay okay. Like Joel, I'm, I'm the drummer's has DMT. No no, no I feel you. But I was wondering, was it like, are there vocal? Is there a vocalist no, up there? Jamming dude, and I mean it was it was all right. Anyways, if, but the cops came to because for a noise complaint to the festival so they had to stop playing so i was like oh sweet what time so, was it uh probably like uh mm -hmm. shit it had to been early it might have been three o'clock around now <laughs> so it might have been three in the morning around now and so finally we uh he's like he's like hey jesse this is this is doug he really this is a guy i was telling you about apparently i told him before like told him before you on stage and he's like all right i'll have it ready for you when he when he get done play and he's like here you go. and he's like oh dude nice to meet you dude and he's like well, here you go and he gives me this joint and i'm like that's I, weird i never seen it i never seen this stuff tmt before. out of a joint the first time tnt tnt dmt right out of a joint listen and so he gave it to me 
and I was like, uh, interject, please. But I'm saying, no, 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 I'm just curious. That's what you're, that's what you're implying. No, right? he has a joint. And he's like, just go ahead and just throw this in the trash when you get a moment. Yes, Joel okay. joint. You, you do, you do. No, 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 I'm just surprised. So listen, and I'm like, uh, and he goes, and I'm like kind of looking at it. I'm like, he's like, yeah, it's, um, it's a uh, d- pure DMT, but it's just mixed with some, with some herbs and stuff like, like sage and stuff like that. Not so, even weed. No, he's like, huh. yeah. So he's like, so, you know, just like, he's like, take, um, three, take a deep, take three hits. You're it's like, take three deep hits, hold them in. And the third one, just enjoy the ride. I'm like, okay. And I, I was going to get You're me, outside. Yeah. And I was yeah. going to get in a beautiful, uh, pasture with trees. Everywhere. I was going to give him money. He's like, oh, I don't want that. I'm like, sure. He's like, and I gave him a big, I'm like, thanks man. So I'm really excited. So I'm walking through this festival in Redmond. Red is like, uh, He's like, uh, he's going, holy shit. Holy shit. And he just, he's like, dude, that's like a $75 joint they just gave you. It's like full. Of, I'm like, really? I don't know. I don't know. And so, like, so like we're walking through the forest and then, uh, walk by the camp and he's in a, he's in a hammock and he's like curled up and I'm like, yo dude, I got this freaking joint of DMT. You want to go do it? And then he goes, he goes, no. <laughs> the dude i'm talking about was on something else and he was had, out having a good time I'm like all right cool so there's this guy um my buddy um we'll call him e okay, I was like, okay. I was like hey e you want to go do this with us and he's like turns he's a big old guy you met him before actually he's a big old guy and he just looks at me and goes sure and i'm like all right so we go and find and the, and the trees opened up and there's like a sand patch and it's just surrounded by trees and the whole thing because you know i have really bad anxiety mm-hmm. and so uh so red his whole his whole job was to guide me through this experience sure okay so three hits and pass and, and then and then enjoy the ride so he gives me the all right so red just takes it just starts ripping on it i'm like whoa whoa whoa! what about me I, this is supposed to be like mike's and he's just like and he gives it to eric and then eric e. is, yeah, to E. And, and so uh and so and he starts doing it and I'm like, what the fuck? And then they give it to me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm, so Joel, I'm like, uh one. Nothing. Two. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I'm like and it's like dude i swear to god it's like somebody just took a light switch just turn on just and dude i just like look up and like i feel fine like i feel like i've been drinking but like you know what i mean but i'm still me like i'm one of those guys that just gets louder when he's drunk and so like uh so i look up at the sky and that light switch that turned on it turned on the stars on they're all just like super bright just like i'm like holy shit and i'm just like whoa and you know the uh, little sticky hands that you get out of the yeah yeah, the, the, yeah. imagine the the lights the 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 stars just turn into a bunch of those just like all over my body i'm just like whoa and that's like somebody on the other end in the in the heavens just like took those sticky stars and just like yanked me i was like ah! dude i swear to god i was like just being ripped out of like out of into eternity i'm just like the stars getting closer i was like ah! my face being pulled back i'm just i just remember screaming yes yes dude, and all of a sudden it's just like yeah i was like floating in like black i'm like oh I must be in space. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's all floating. The endless void. But it's just like black. 
And I just hear, and I'm like, what the fuck? In the corner of my, in my peripherals, and I'm like turning my head and still in my peripherals, and like, you see these like little cogs, little tiny ones, dude. Like, you barely make, they're like just all working together and like climbing on each other, and they're all made of like, colors like the most beautiful sure. colors you could ever imagine like pretty much like your <laughs> your your um prism but just like really deep and like like the deepest blues you've ever seen like the most beautiful greens the most unexplainable yellows you know and like they're building walls and the next thing you know my entire vision everywhere i look kind of like vr you know no yeah, matter sure. where you look, so that everywhere i look it's just these beautiful cogs just like working it's just like a wave of just colors now it's just full of color everything's color <clears throat> i'm like what is going on dude like i mean like i was just like i was obviously out of it but i was just like what you know but i was like but i was like con like i was there sure you no know, i wasn't like i don't remember anything i remember everything and all of a sudden i was here and that wall just crashed of all those cogs and then they start building again and crashing build and the more every time they built they just built like buildings and different skyscrapers and stuff and i'm going oh my god i'm like i'm in a city I'm in inception i'm in i'm in i'm in a city yeah and so like uh and then like i uh <coughs> and so i i'm like you know when you do other like certain drugs like i'm gonna look at my hands yeah yeah, yeah totally. so i go no hands i'm nothing <laughs> just I'm not the first there. person view joel i'm nowhere i'm nobody it. and so like uh and so i just like looking around and like, oh my God, and just like over and over and over again, there's just this beautiful city made out of colors. I didn't meet anybody. I didn't see anybody. Sure. But, uh, but like, I'm just like, oh my God. And so this is all next thing you know, like, uh, the city's just vibrant. And then I'm just like, start sinking. Like I'm sinking into the ground, if you will. And the next, thing you know, that black starts coming back. I'm like, oh, but I wasn't like sad. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And so like, uh, and so, but I just see like stars again but I'm in the stars yeah, yeah. and so I'm like, but I'm going down. And so <clears throat> I look down, you know, Mickey mouse and Fantasia going in back into his body. Yes. The, the wizard Mickey, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Dude. sorcerer Mickey. Yeah, yeah, sorcerer. yeah. And I'm looking down and I see red E and me sitting there Indian style with their head, like heads down or whatever. And I'm like, Oh bro, I'm not in my body. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not there. And, uh, I just like, finally, and dude, I, I, I fall down slowly and I feel myself, I, I, my body and I keep on looking down my body. I'm just looking around and it's like this, like that patch. And it's like a, like a light just shining down on all of us. And when I felt myself and watched my, like my, my spirit go back into my body. And once I got back in, it's like come to and Joel, like I'm, it was so crazy. Everything was so symmetric. Like everything was, everything just made sense. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I looked around and it's like, it's as if everything was made out of um, paper, you know, like pop-up books and like those really, really beautiful pop-up books. Yeah, sure. like, it's like the trees and stuff. It's like, yeah. it was like that everything. And I'm like, and like, I remember just like reaching forward and I was like, I'm going to, I can take that tree and I can fold it up and make a perfect square out of it. Cause it's just perfect. It's, it's made. That's what that tree is made. To, it's made perfectly. It's perfect. Yeah. I looked at my legs. I'm like, my legs are perfect. My hand, like everything's just perfect. Like everything's great. Like this is right. And then finally, I like, but I'm like, I'm like conscious or whatever. But so I finally kind of look around and red and E kind of just like they're coming too. And, uh, and we're all just like, 
had these huge smiles on her face and I was looking at her, I go, I'm a planet. And they're like, we're planets too. And like, we're all hugging each other. They're like crying. It's like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Like, and dude, and like it changed my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, like uh, I remember walking back to the party. I'm like, oh my God, E, I can't believe you. I'm so happy you did that with me. Uh, so he's like, so yeah, man, that's my first time I ever do that. I'm like, really? Like really? This is the guy who walked by. I was like, "Hey, you want to do some DMT?" He's like, "Sure." It's like, yeah, my first ever do that. So he had no idea what he was getting yeah. into. And so, like, uh, and then, dude, we like went, we went over there, and I was just like, "Dude, everything just makes sense. Everything just makes sense." I woke up the next day, and I remember walking out of the tent. I'm like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" This dude was staring. Like, "What are you looking at?" And he's like, "You." And everybody, and Joe, my cousin, was like, "You." And I look in the, I look in the car reflection. My whole face is just painted like a unicorn or something like face paint. I, I apparently I was in a face paint booth after that, but dude, like changed my life. You know, you always hear people like, I'll never do it again. I don't have to, I've never done it again for sure. And it changed and It really helped my spirit. Yeah. It helped me like realize that I deserve love mm. and I deserve to love and I need to love to to bring it back into my own heart. Well, we're all star stuff for real anyway. No, yeah, I believe that. So I think that's that that's an opening doors for you. You know, the crazy thing, but I just wanted to give that sh hold on. I wanted to share that story to, to to balance the scales of this episode, because the reason I share that story is because granted, there are people that are going to probably listen to this and be like, man, I don't know about that because it's illegal, but and I get that. But here's the thing. I'm not a heavy drug user. Matter of fact, You're I'm, a not, zero a drug, drug I'm a not a drug user. You won't even hit pot with me. I won't. And so, which like, is fine, but, you, but for those who like, he won't even smoke pot. Yeah. Y and so, but here's the thing. The reason I share that story and the reason I think this is the perfect episode to do so is because Joel obviously had a very serious uh, rant. Sure. I, not even a rant. I, I mean, yeah, it was a rant, but, shit off my but chest. Joel's getting some off his chest and I feel like I should have. And I, the first thing that came to my mind was to share that story to give an other expression. That's not a, a right of center uh, conversation, but just to give you an outlook that you don't need, you don't need mainstream media for your, to, to get your thoughts and views on things you need to find yourself. You need to look within and you need to say, who am I and what do I want to be? What do I want to become? And how do I share love with my community and my loved ones on this whole planet? In my opinion. And that's how, and me having that moment. And yes, I have fallen off that path very much. So I have always, but sometimes like even right now, I'm like getting really excited talking about it. I'm like, man, that's a great reminder that I deserve to love myself and to love and to be loved and to love and to be loved all that, all those things. And it's just, and I just want that to, I want that to be the message of this episode. If you don't mind, Joel, I want it to be, let's all get in there let's help each other out. Let's do this together. Let's love one another. And I mean that I'm not being facetious. I'm not being silly. No, no. I mean that I, I, so, and I want to clarify before this episode is over and this goes into the airwaves and it's just an anger out of me. That's not what this is. This is pure frustration. No, of course. Because I thought you all understood that we had to love each other. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an optimist, man. I'm a born optimist. I don't see the negative in things. You are an optimist. But the more things go south in our country, especially, I'm saddened by it and I'm frustrated by it because I see ideas and views being put forth by people on both sides that are so against this idea of, of, uh, 
coming together and look like maybe I'm like the pre 9-11 generation, right? I remember when we came together, yeah. right? I remember when this shit didn't matter. I remember when it was about let's fucking come together as a country and love each other. I, I truly believe that this country is in PTSD from 9-11 still. I don't think we've ever recovered from that. I, and, and I think we live off of fear. And that fear for me has lately manifested into a lot of frustration and a lot of anger. And it's directed towards not the people, but the ideas that the people are buying into, right? Yeah. And like, you, we've, we've reached a point where my rant is not about feelings, right? Like people will hear my rant and it'll be a political rant. But my, my political rant comes from this frustration that I thought we were all on the same page, that we wanted to make this a wonderful fucking place to live again, that we wanted to fucking embrace unity, that we wanted to stand together, right? And like, there's a hypocrisy at play here that I don't think you realize you've bought into. Yeah, and, and you're selling yourself short when your anger is directed at someone's political beliefs, right? And I did the same but Joel, thing. You don't want to call somebody a hypocrite. No, I'm a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying that's what I was saying because we all are. No, I but think, I, 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 but I'm not. I think a better way to approach it might be I'm here. You want to remind them. But and so here's my problem, right? Is I live in a fear of that reminder being. Um, Combative, so I've sort of leaned into the yeah. competitiveness no, yeah, of it I get because it. I it seems like there's no other way. You can't win an argument against someone who doesn't believe that they have anything wrong. Because and that goes for both sides, dude. Because it's not even argue, it's not a conversation. It turns to an argument, which turns to way worse than that. So the conver so there's no conversation to begin with, and it's just it's always a one side. Well, you and I are face to face, but a lot of these uh, a lot of these media outlets, it's you can't it's talk. Echo you can't talk. Yeah, sure. you can't talk back to them. Well, um, which is it's my point about the the two different media outlets showing the same news story with a different headline yeah. is to say that like, look, I don't have cable. I don't, I don't subscribe to this idea of picking a channel and following it blindly. Yeah. And the moment, and, and, and there's this weird stigma. Oh, you're this fucking internet weeb. You must be a liberal. Like, but the, the, the thing is guys, like I, I get my news and my sources from places that I think are trustworthy. Sure. But those are spread across such a wide, wide barometer of places. And, and I, I just, I fear that everyone has lost track of their own stream of conscious and they bought into what is the, what is the, I feel like when you went to the doctor, they just removed your funny bone. They may have, dude, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel funny right now. I felt funny on 39, but let me tell you, I've never, I've never done DMT. Yeah, uh, I, I will. Oh, also, remember, I've always said I'm only going to tell that story one more time, and I just did. I'll probably never it say that a, story again. You did wonderful. I was about to say, if I retell it, I'll do it again. You painted a picture. Good. But here's the thing, man. On the tip, on the topic, because we talked in 39 about wanting to legalize sex work, and we talked in 39 about the idea that all drugs be legal. And here's here's my uh, here's my two cents on experiences that lend credence to that. And 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 look. We have an opioid crisis in this country. Oh yeah, we have a crisis of. We're talking about fentanyl between between shows. Sure, and and I don't want our youth dying in, at the rate they're dying. But uh, uh, one of the quotes that's always stuck with me um, since 2013, when I heard it for the first time, was: "We look at drug addicts, and we say, why the addiction? You know, uh, we say, why why reach for the drugs?" We need to cut the drugs out, right? Mm -hmm. Because drugs are the problem. Drugs are what are killing people. And that's it. 
I understand that argument. Mm-hmm. But addiction is, generally speaking, something that comes on uh, when someone is trying to numb the pain of something. When someone's trying to kill the the hurt inside of them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't reach for an opiate because you're bored. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but it doesn't start that way, right? You yeah. have people getting addicted to painkillers because they need to cut the pain, right? Let's talk physically. It, let's talk it physically, right? Let's just talk it physically. You you tear your ACL. The doctor prescribes you an opioid, mm-hmm. and that opioid is the only way for you to kill that pain. Yeah. Why can't we see that? for the homeless person on the street who, d- who doesn't know where the next meal is coming from, who's uh, degrading themselves by begging for change and they go home and or, or they're doing, <laughs> they go and they, they, they go and they, they find a way to kill the pain. And we say, why the drugs, but we need to say why the pain and, and the pain is the problem. You know, I, uh, I've never done DMT, but I've done acid. And I, and I had a beautiful experience with acid, but I never had anything life-changing happen. I never mm-hmm. felt bigger than I was. I never felt connected to some other realm. I just had a good time. Not, you shouldn't be, it's not, you're never going to feel bigger than you are. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. You're going to feel smaller than exactly, what you are. Exactly, which, which proves that I've never felt it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never had this transcendent experience on a drug like that. But what I have but had that's a trans- just, that, That's how I felt. What I, what I have had a transcendent experience on are two things. And the first of those is salvia. And I did 180 milligram salvia and I saw the earth and I saw doors on top of that earth that opened up into different ideas. Oh yeah, and, you talking about this. And, and, and I opened one up and I fell through it and I've never gone back out of that door. And when I fell through that door, I fell into a fucking world that was falling apart, but that had so much potential. I was mm. an angry, angry kid and I was a... Uh, misguided and lost kid, but I had a lot of potential to, to for bigger but thought. But the thing is about your anger as a kid, because you were, I, I do know what you mean, but the thing is about your anger was so strange because you would do anything for anybody. And not, not like, oh, he would give the shovels back. You would. And like, but the thing is, and you would do, if somebody told you to jump to put a smile on their face, you, you're how high? You know what I mean? You, you would do anything to please us, me, any of our friends. So like, it was like this weird blend between you. Like you were like, you were like, it was a tumultuous childhood for you. Sure, and sure. I know that outside yeah, looking in. And I sure. mean that I don't have a smile on my face saying it because no, well, it's true though. It's like, true. You I were, wanted to please man. And I was, I felt like I was, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep everybody happy because I was privileged. Yeah. And I lived a, a wonderful life with parents who, who would do anything for me. Yeah. And when I saw hurt and when I saw anger, I didn't understand it because it wasn't part of my world. But beyond all that stuff, the, when I, when I first moved to LA, weed for me was, um, uh, something I did to hang out with friends and to mm-hmm. watch movies. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I moved there and I was scared and I was by myself and I was very insecure. And suddenly I realized, dude, you might've been, you might've been half a shit in Victoria, but you're not shit in oh, the, yeah, in the yeah, ocean, yeah. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. And, and that feeling of realizing, holy shit, dude, I just left everything behind. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have nothing here. And, and I, I, in marijuana, I found the ability to breathe and to slow down and to, to focus on me and yeah. to focus on 
the world around me and suddenly things seemed brighter yeah, dude, and you, things seemed louder and things seemed to make more sense. I, I remember when you, um, I remember when you started doing weed like a lot, it was, um, California. Yeah. A hundred percent. Dude, sure. I, I didn't understand this idea that it could be something that you could do. I mean, you always did it. I mean like, well, I yeah, did it recreationally, yeah. but, but, but the fact of the matter is look, dude, I, and I'll say this with with pure confidence because I don't care that you know that I smoke weed. I smoke weed on the show every single episode, but I took a big break from it. Ten yeah. days, yeah, yeah, which may not seem like a lot for people, but I've been smoking on a daily basis since two thousand eight. Yeah, and and I mean that on a daily basis. When I didn't have weed, I found a way to get weed. Yeah, I smoked weed with a fucking Indian dude in in New Mexico when i thought i wasn't gonna see weed for weeks yeah. and was lifted so high with a beautiful feeling and <laughs> let me tell you something today right before this episode i smoked a little weed for the first time in 10 days yeah you're telling me it, just now and it opened up my fucking yeah. cerebral like my my mind is is ready to tell you that i love you yeah. and i love this fucking country and i don't want my anger at the beginning of this episode to misguide you i'm frustrated i know but and i love you i want to take over uh and and say something because that's something i've been saying actually the past couple of weeks it's kind of been in my head um and you're talking we're talking about pain and hurting and things like that because everybody hurts everybody sure. has pain and there's and nobody should no okay so i noticed this a lot especially in social media when somebody does does a cry for help or when you're where or even in the bar when you're like oh man i'm so bummed like oh you shouldn't be sad you're a good person everybody loves you all that stuff and i'm going and i was just and i was like that is so wrong to tell somebody that when they're hurting it's like in like uh like the other night and somebody i really care about and i love i'm like uh i was like please don't take pictures of me right now or whatever she's like you love pictures being taken of you i'm like i do I'm like what else do what else do i love about tell me more about tell, me tell me more about me she goes well you love yourself i'm like i do i'm like she's like yeah i'm like no i don't it's like i never never have and so uh with that said when people are when people th the point is when people start saying that stuff to people like oh oh when someone's like i hate myself or i'm i have i don't feel good about myself right now if somebody's like oh but everybody loves you don't feel that way you know does that stuff it's like actually no all you're doing is letting them know that their feelings are in are invalid that no you you're not allowed to feel bad because you're the lovable one you're the one that everybody likes and that's great that doesn't that doesn't discredit the fact that they are depressed or sad or f full of pain and that is something that should never be taken away from somebody if somebody is hurting i don't believe that you should say oh you shouldn't feel that way you're a good person i honestly the way i look at it is like you know what i you are allowed to feel that way if, if joel if you told me right now is like doug i'm depressed and i'm hurting i wouldn't say joel you're but you're a good guy i love you you need you don't feel that way i would, sure. I would probably look at you joel and say you know what man i feel you um you're allowed to feel that way i'm sorry that you're hurting um i can't stop it but i tell you what i can do i can be here for you and if you ever want to talk to me about it i will listen to you if you ever need help with anything i will help you and i'll make sure and I'm always there for you, man. 
But and, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy like, that people don't yeah, like, feel comfortable with that. And I'm guilty of that. You no, talk to me about things and you always go, how come every time I talk about something serious, you just seem to blow it off? And, 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 and it's a part of human nature, I think, to when you have a hero or a some, friend that somebody you look up to, right? And I've yeah. looked up to you for so and long. they're protecting themselves because like, we want you to be the good. We want you to be yeah, happy. We want because you to be we, okay. Because we look at you when we're not feeling exactly. good. You know, and it's like, that's, exactly. I get that and I appreciate that. But you got to remember, I'm a human too. Mm. And you can't put that pressure like it always makes the jerry lewis jerry lewis is always the funny guy mm. always the funny guy but he was never part of the rat pack because but he's always a funny guy because he never got too nitty-gritty but you know when you ever watch an interview with jerry lewis that dude was you could see the hurt all over his face like the 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 the, the day the clown laughed the movie that never came out mm -hmm. you know that's supposed to be one of the most harrowing stories ever told and, and it was all and from his him. response to it has always been i don't want people to see it and here's why it's because he doesn't want to be open to the pain and uh, I, I, Jerry Lewis is a great example. And I don't care how long this episode goes on. It can go on as long as it fucking wants. This is I'm, episode 40. I'm not, I'm not worried about no, it. No, no, yeah. We'll talk till this motherfucker is done. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry Lewis, you know, like famously was just the funniest guy. Yeah. Right? And he was a, he was a joy to be around. And, and there, you won't find too many insider stories uh, degrading his character. Of course. You just won't find it. Um, I mean, you probably find something because it was the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Of course, but, of course, of course. But that being said, like, uh, you don't have to look any further than the king of comedy, man. He approached Scorsese and said, oh, I want right. to tell a story that that speaks to what a comedian feels when he's not making people laugh. Yeah, yeah. That speaks to the idea that there is more behind the curtain and... For uh, for our modern day listeners, man, that's the Joker for you, man. Oh yeah, the Joker was essentially a. I don't want to say it was a remake of the King of Comedy, but it came really fucking close in places to being a remake of the King of Comedy. Yeah, and uh, and that's the idea, well, right? I, you could be Todd Phillips is pretty open about that, though. Sure, right? it, it, there there's there are. Uh, let's say notes of Taxi Driver. If it, let's say if Joker was a wine, you would say it's a got the taste of the king of comedy with notes of taxi driver and you know to with to, the perception of the dark night exactly and you could and you could argue that that's uh unoriginal but it actually i so i made a top 50 of the I decade i think it's clever i do too and i made a top 50 of the decade uh this month uh or actually just a couple days ago because i wanted to to kind of reflect on on the way the industry has changed in the past 10 years and me and caroline were having some conversations Where'd you post that, by the way i didn't i didn't know you did so that. i posted it on facebook but uh what i use is a is an app called letterboxd uh, -huh. uh that's boxed without an e and i really recommend it to any film lovers you can you can rate every movie you see kind of build a database of everything you've seen uh-huh Joel, then, you almost, I almost cried earlier, dude. You almost made me cry. I was fucking, I was like, God, this stuff hurts. This is like, Joel, I needed to hear this. I told you, we're turning a page in this podcast. I'm tired of this being a joke. It's not a joke to me. <laughs> hey, dude. I, I spend every Monday looking forward to this. Yeah, me and too. And I have thoughts all through the week and I don't express them. I <laughs> hey, dude, I've been talking about that. I have, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've been. I feel like I haven't been leading you astray. I feel like that's the kind of direction I've been saying. Absolutely. I say I do want us to have our charm and be silly. Sure. I mean, that's part of but, it. But not every not everything is silly and not everything is charming. Of course and there's, not. there's an ugliness beneath the veneer of almost everything we talk of about. Of course, of course. And, uh, and Joel, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, I really dude. am proud of you. I, and this, this is a new direction. And look, like I... I mean, don't... don't no, this is going to be this forever. Because the only reason I say don't seal that because I don't... 
you know how hard it is to be funny all the time? It's hard to be this serious all the time. Oh, you know 100%. I mean? so it's well, like, and that's a big deal, right? Like, right? I, I feel like we're going to find a very happy balance. I hope so. And I think it's possible. Uh, I just... Um, uh, so you were saying, we're talking about Jerry Lewis, talking about your top 50 list. Well, so yeah. So I made the top 50 list just to kind of reflect on the changes that the industry's gone through in the past decade. And Joker actually made my top, I think, like 30, something like that. And... and well, I'm, I, if I don't have a top 50... <laughs> But I honestly would think Joker would land, like in a in a, in the middle. Sure, I'll, I'd be I, actually. You know, I'm going to share my top ten. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm going to share my top yeah, ten. Yeah, that's great. And and there's a beautiful thing in here that I think uh, some film lovers will appreciate, and I think some people will gawk at, especially film lovers, because uh, we are a fickle bunch. But um, yeah, y'all fucking are. <laughs> but uh, my top fifty of the decade backwards. Bro, is this our serious episode? Sure, I guess. Holy shit. <laughs> Number 10 was The Wolf of Wall Street. Number 9 was Anomalisa. Haven't seen it. It's a great movie. You should see it. Okay. Uh, number 8 was Take Shelter. That's an awesome filmmaker, Mike Nichols. Okay. Um, number 7 was Parasite. Number 6 was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now let's get to the, number, to the top 5. <laughs> and I'll break these down a little bit. Oh, deeper. you told me five comes after before six? Well, yeah, Joey? but I, I want to break these top five down a little bit because my mood shifts, and you can see my mood shift okay. in how I'm making these. Fair enough. Number five was her. Uh, with her, Spike Jones crafted a romance that uh, we've never really seen before. This idea that a machine and a human could connect in a way that could help the human. Uh-huh. And I think that's important because as we drift further and further from the light, uh, so to speak, and into this dystopian future that we're building for ourselves, um, I think if we're going to trust in him, in, in internet, I think if we're going to trust the internet to be this thing that we're building our entire lives on, then we need to stop pretending that we wouldn't trust it to love. Yeah. Um, and, that, and trust me, that's a weird thing to think about. But there are people out there who are going to find the ability to connect with someone through technology. Dude, and I don't we think we should negate we that. Tinder. We can't talk about sure. Tinder. Imagine if Tinder, though, was Siri. Imagine no, if but you imagine could, if that's an upgrade in the next like, yeah. five years. Uh, uh, the way that I say, and I'm not going to say it, but okay blank to get my phone to talk to me and to answer questions for me. Imagine if you could say, okay, phone, I need love today. And it was able to somehow understand that ability. I thought Spike Jones and Joaquin Phoenix beautifully crafted uh, a realistic idea of what that would be like. Um, number four was Nightcrawler. Now, with Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, plays a ambulance chaser essentially for the media, meaning he's looking for uh, he's looking for the next big video of someone being hurt. And in a world where we um, are satiated by fight videos and by uh, death videos, and the way that uh, uh, the way that when you hear that a, a shooter went on a mass shooting and filmed the whole thing, you may not want to see it, but part of you goes, "Huh, I wonder what that video oh, is yeah. like." No, right? for sure. Okay. So I thought that really wonderfully. Uh, embrace the idea of look this is a real thing that that exists now and these people exist now and we need to try to understand why they want to see this and why they think this is important yes. for you to see because uh netflix is about to air a documentary called don't fuck with cats and it's a three-part documentary about a guy named luca magnata who uh killed some cats on youtube and got 
notoriety for it and went on to want to chase that notoriety so much that he ended up murdering somebody with an ice pick and doing some unspeakable unspeakable things to them oh, on camera. Are you talking about the one that y'all yeah y'all motherfuckers? That's the last. That's the last death video I've ever watched. Because uh, y'all remember how I watched yeah. that? Fuck y'all. Because that to me is the ceiling of depravity, right? Um, and I thought Nightcrawler really wonderfully uh, delved into that. Number three is the master, which is uh, the story of Scientology and how it was created without calling it Scientology. What, what? I think that's important because we live in a world where uh, religion has become kind of a cult, like uh -huh. we talked about. And this movie with... Did we talk about that? Did we talk about religion? I feel like we did. <laughs> uh, we might have touched on it. Uh, but I felt like the master did a wonderful job because they didn't call it Scientology. You could kind of take it however you want, man. Uh -huh. You could think of it as Mormonism or in, really any modern day uh, example of organized religion and the, its ability to crush people's souls um, in the search of eternal happiness to kind of squash your fucking views on anything, really. And I thought that was excellent. Number two is the social network. Okay. And, and with the social network... My big thing is if that is not the most important movie of the decade, I don't know what is. Now, it's not my number one, but it is the most important. And it's the most important because it looks at, a, at an era on the cusp of everything changing. And I remember when that movie was being marketed and people were like, why the fuck would I want to see a movie about Facebook? And my response to that was always, why wouldn't you want to see yeah, a movie of course, about Facebook? Yeah. You're giving them all your information. Is, it's the story of our lives. Yeah, we've jumped the shark from being like, I don't give yeah. anyone my private information to it's hey, funny company. It's here's funny. all of my information. Because the thing about Facebook, that, 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 that's really great because the, I like that you say that because it's the stories about Mark Zuckerberg and his, and his quote unquote friends and how we got the, but the MacGuffin is us. Yeah. We Damn. are, we are what created that. Bro. Without us, it was Did nothing. Did you hear what I said? Yes, it's beautiful. Quote me. Uh, with the social network, what I thought was really special about that was, um, you walked away not sympathetic for Mark Zuckerberg. And look, like I know there's uh, some debate over whether or not the book, The Billionaire Boys Club, which is what it was based on, um, how much truth is in that. And I'd argue that there is a lot of truth in that and a lot of people's egos in that. Yeah. Um, and Mark Zuckerberg at that time may not have been this uh, horrible villain that you sort of walk away feeling that he is. But let me ask you this. I have never in my life pitched a movie idea. I've never in my life thought of myself as somebody who had the ability to craft uh, an award-winning picture, right? I, I wish I could. I admire the fuck out of it. It's, it's a big passion of mine, but my stories are generally more tight-knit stories about internal struggles, and they're really not ever bigger than that. Yeah. I, I like to look at the insides of people and, and less the big picture. Small moments is kind of my wheelhouse. But tell me that... The Social Network may be the best candidate for a sequel since The Godfather. Oh, Imagine yeah. a movie called The Social Engineer. Oh, dude, and it's yeah. the entire cast. No, that's a great idea. Looking at where he's at now. Yeah. Dude, just in the fucking nine years since that movie yeah. came out, everything has changed. He controls everything. Everything. He everything. is. He you is. You see him getting grilled by AOC? Oh, yeah, dude. He's and the he, puppet master. No, but the thing, when he's getting grilled by AOC, he's kind of like looking. No emotion. And, but he's kind of like, and he kind of looks back at his team just like, is she fucking serious right now? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderfully interesting story. Also, everything that she was asking him was kind of uh, silly, so. Well, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, and my number one pick for best movie of the decade was I'm Still Here. 
Now, <laughs> dude, you fucking love that movie. Yeah. And you love Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. I'm t- it's for the best that you put your Joker in the 30s because people would rip you apart. Oh, I know. Too, top well, he five. was in Master, Her, and this. He's in Master. He's in three of my top five. Oh, Joel, bro. I don't mind, though. Here comes yeah, the whole freaking... Team Joaquin all the way, baby. No, the whole freaking rant you had earlier in this episode just totally got shot down because they're going to come after you for this one. That's fine. Here's why. <laughs> I, uh, I I openly... I So I run a movie Instagram. Um, I've got about 8,000 followers and they are okay Joel no no no, but no 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 they're, they're, it's nothing that's, that's kind of my point that's nothing in the world of that my girlfriend has a movie Instagram with almost 17,000 right and she's nothing um, <laughs> um, she's something to me she's wonderful she's the love of my life the light of my world but she, in Aww. the greater scheme of Instagram she's nothing do you ever look at her and go hey you're the light of my world bro she's magic to me do you ever say it to her? Yeah. Last night I grabbed her hand and I was like, this is magic, bro. That was last <laughs> night. We've been together almost five years, dude. Uh, you should grab her by her face and just shake it and go, listen to me. Oh, I shake her all the time. Fuck! I supposed to say that out loud. Uh, anyway. Oh, I shake her all the time. Uh, here's why I picked I'm Still Here as my number one. So a lot of you probably don't know what the fuck that is. And that's not because it's some like super- I assure you everybody knows what that is. A lot of people don't, dude. I a lot of people do. A lot of people do. You're right. But uh, a lot of people beyond that would remember the time Joaquin Phoenix kind of lost his mind and went on Letterman. That's their that's their uh, interpretation, interpretation of, of that. But what I what I present to you with my choice of that is that this was a man who at the peak of his career, um, because look, while he was filming, I'm still here. He was still filming movies. He did it low key. But he filmed a movie called Two Lovers, which is an incredible examination of romance in the modern society. Nobody saw it because during the filming of I'm Still Here. Say it. He was what? As, as modern society, say it again. It was, it was a look at romance in the modern society. Okay, okay. And, and what falling in and out of love looks like in, in the 2010s. Um, and it's a wonderful movie. Uh, but the, I'm Still Here was not a joke. And it wasn't a one-off thing. This man threw his career away to prove a point. He sure did. That every single person in the world could flip on you in a dime. And that because of the way media projects celebrity to a modern society, they're no longer people to us. Yeah. So he said, I'm a rapper now. And instead of going, why are you a rapper now? Everybody went, Joaquin Phoenix is fucking crazy. Yeah. Nobody asked him why he was doing no, yeah, it. it was just full Nobody was, was interested. A, it was a full front attack. The real interest was how can we attack this this guy, right? Yeah. And um, there are moments of that movie that are so raw and so disturbingly open that you pray that it's fake. You know, that you go, man, I really hope he wasn't that fucked up. Yeah. You know, and he put himself on blast in this documentary fashion because let's be honest, we still live in a world where in 2019 people think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a true story. Yeah, I know. So imagine the people who go, no, nah, I saw that letterman. He was for real crazy. Yeah, yeah. Guys, he got sued for that. Oh, yeah. He got sued because he shot that for a fucking movie and didn't tell Letterman and then put it in a movie and Letterman said, what the fuck? Oh, I look letterman like a fucking asshole in this. Yes. You know, they dropped the suit. Yeah. because He's like, you come onto the show and you let the public know I had nothing right? to do with it. And this. he did it. Yeah. But there's moments in that movie that are beautiful. And one of my favorite, one of my, f- there's, there's three things of that about that that made it my top of the decade. 
And the first one is the very beginning. We know that <laughs> we know that he's not serious because obviously we've made it through at this point. The movie was released right around the time that he kind of popped back into modern society and was like, look, this was for a movie. Um, the production company is called They're Going to Kill Us Productions. That's their, yeah. that's their only movie. That's awesome. Because they're going to fucking kill you for this. Like, oh, yeah. You expose so much of the truth of, of Hollywood and of, of the media. Um, but he opens up the movie. He's got this stupid smirk on his face because he knows. He knows what he's about to do. And he goes, look, love me or hate me. Just don't misunderstand me. And he's, fucking, <laughs> he's fucking walking around picking shit off trees and he's trying to catch this bird in his house. And it's just so absurd. That's how it opens? Yeah, essentially. Um, but he later on in the movie, he we know it's not real. But we don't know as an audience how much of it is not real. Yeah, I get it. Right? And he goes to meet... He's a brilliant actor. He goes to meet Puff Daddy. Oh, yeah. He told me about that. And he gets there and he has no idea... Because he can't talk to his agent. Mm -hmm. He can't talk to anybody. So he's not getting that handler yeah. fucking help. And he's going... He gets up to the box and he's going, oh, fuck do I call him? What do I call him? Do I call him Sean? Do I call him Peter? Do I call him Puff Daddy? He's fucking panicking because he's about to put it all on the line with one of the biggest celebrities in oh, the yeah. world. And he goes and meets Puff Daddy and Puff Daddy listens to his music and essentially goes, fuck no. <laughs> and he gets in the car and he cries and he's like, I can't fucking believe I'm doing this. And it, in that moment, you see this whole veneer break and it's a person going, is this idea too big for me? Yeah. Is this yeah. idea too big for people? Cause I'm getting torn apart now by people that are fucking as big as me. And this is not feeling as good. Oh yeah. Right. Oh. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, he submerses himself into a river, which brings the whole thing around to show that he's trying to say that you killed my brother with this shit. You, oh, you put yeah. my brother through so much that he turned to hard drugs and, killing the pain at every chance he got yeah, yeah. and he submerses himself until he's completely underwater and the movie just is over yeah and there's no answers and there's no walking phoenix came back today there's no follow-up it's just the, one of the biggest actors in the world drowning himself and it's amazing That's and, and that to me spoke at so many levels yeah. that i gave it my best of the decade well, I want to I wanted to tell you I love that Joel. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yes. Um, also, I wanted to say if you ever heard of Xseed Four Thousand. No. The X I, I learned about this today, and uh, the Xseed Four Thousand is a visionary skyscraper for what would be if it was built the tallest building in the world. The idea was initially created by developer Peter Neville. The proposed four kilometer, two point five mile high, six kilometer wide, seven point. 3.7 miles wide, sea-based, and 800 floor capacity. Wait, so two and a half miles high, three and a seven miles wide? wide? Jesus. Sea-based, and 800 floor capacity could accommodate 500,000 to 1 million inhabitants. The structure would be composed of over 3 million tons of pure steel. And this is the actual picture of it. Whoa. If it were to come into is that fruition. Is that modern? Because you know there's that thing, the Freedom Ship, which was essentially a floating city. Which, I've heard of that. It would have been the size of five of the largest ships in the world lined up against each other. Yeah. Somewhere around like one and a half miles, right? And uh, it was it was uh, 
full of uh, topic of top, uh, excuse me of, of uh, wildlife yeah. and and parks and yeah. they were going to plant trees on it and shit and I actually was trying to explain that to Caroline the other day and she had never heard of it so I looked it up and it's still happening really they're still well, apparently because, building that well thing. san francisco they're like something like that the one that's a little bit smaller than that i just watched one of those youtube videos of the tallest buildings you know and the ones that are to come and like the one like the burj khalifa is already about to be dwarfed in 2021 yeah. do you know that yeah and so like dude but the ones but that, that's not going to be finished till what like 2025 no 2021 the, the oh, next they're one. already building it it's already almost done oh shit and okay so dude and then is that like, in saudi arabia as well uh, I think that's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, what and an so, evil like, fucking place. But go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, so um, they're they're talking about there's like a whole concept of doing one in in uh, San Francisco for the homeless problem. It's like would house like of five hundred thousand people. How crazy would that be to like drive down the road and just see a fucking monolith, a man made structure that big? Yeah, uh, it's insane and. And, and I love that you brought that up because next week I want to talk about something. Okay. And I think we should probably end it here, but I'll leave us with a quote. Sure. Okay. Uh, there's a man named Jacques Fresco. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, he had this idea for something he called the Venus Project, mm -hmm. which would mean no more jobs, no more uh, inequality. You know, more, you know that uh, Valiant Thor is from Venus. <laughs> From the actual planet Venus? That's where Valiant Thor's from. I believe it. I believe it. Not the band, the actual man. Uh, th this man created the blueprint, and he understood the science and the monetary... Didn't you uh, say we're going to talk about this next week? Yeah, we are, but I, I want to break it down. This dude, he created, essentially, the blueprint for a new society. Mm -hmm. And um, he understood that... that uh, from the earth we come and from the earth we will return yep. right as above so below and uh he he was a brilliant man but uh you know what fuck a quote i say do you genius. not have it no i do but it's so long and it's so drawn out just but, do it no nah, it's just bullshit all right well hit Listen, the button we, we have the potential for a better tomorrow we do and it's not gonna happen with all of us arguing exactly uh people ask a lot of times what's the meaning of life but i think they're missing the point you're let's, living that life let's you're be creating together your guys meaning. let's be together let's love each other all right guys thank you for listening to another episode of anc but i believe you i'm doug i'm joe and we'll see you soon have a happy thanksgiving by the way happy thanksgiving add us on all the stuff all right bye bye bye, bye.